the Hobos Collective. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. I'm joined today with my, my co-host, the Blue Wizard. That's me. <laughs> so originally you had you had come in with with can you do it can you do the blue wizard the blue wizard excellent excellent <laughs> today we've got two awesome guests that i'm excited to talk to we got a few things to talk about first off we have a psycho head cheese he is the author of the Mutant Hive Wars, is it? Yeah, it's Mutant Hive Wars, yeah. The Mutant Hive Wars and Escape the Zone. Now, Mutant Hive Wars is also, um, well, we'll talk about that. Welcome, sure. Psychohead Cheese. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I, I'm well, I'm well, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, very fine, but, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our next guest is actually up for a, an any right now that and and that's not an any it's an any if you're not familiar with it i think most of our listeners are because they're <laughs> games but it's like the emmys for games so it's the ennies and that is prismatic wasteland welcome hey glad to be back and, and yeah it's it's pretty similar and it does count for any purposes of egotting so <laughs> <laughs> excellent before we get going i've got i want to talk real quick i've got a i've got a message from our sponsor ratty and cantati our sponsor for today's episode is ratty and cantati you can go over to r-a-t-t-i-i-n-c-a-n-t-a-t-i.com check it out there's some Awesome games, especially if you're up there around Canada and stuff like that. The shipping costs will be a lot lower than a lot of places around you. So I urge you to check that out. But they just got a whole new shipment of stuff. And I think that even Ultraviolet Grassland 2nd Edition and a few others that you've been waiting for might be there right now. So go check them out. We'll have a link in the show notes on the blog and with inside of the show notes on wherever this podcast is heard. So go check it out. But first thing we're going to do in this now is, is is what's going on in gaming y'all is there anything cool been happening in your your, your gaming world so for me the, the big news is just that the innies are out which i don't usually uh pay a ton of attention to it, it kind of has the veneer of like the teen choice awards because of the popularity <laughs> contest voting aspect but um there's a few you know good osr kind of games there uh, a lot of games i've never heard of and so i'm only <laughs> getting familiar because of this but that's the kind of my week in, in gaming is kind of dedicated to that and, and getting my storefront online. So, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize you had a storefront. You have to tell me a little I bit I don't more yet. <laughs> so, so I, I've been running a blog, Prismatic Wasteland, for a while, and I'm just kind of setting it up for storefront capacity. And now that I have, you know, 100 or so copies of Barkeep, I plan on, you know, shipping it just to the U.S. I don't want to have to figure yeah. out international stuff. But, you know, also it'll be in retailers and stuff. But I was planning on selling some. Mm -hmm. on my blog so just setting that up and, and trying to figure out website designs yeah that's that, that's a hassle i've been working with something yeah. similar to that <laughs> it's a little bit of a hassle for obvious but <laughs> no doubt yeah uh, as for myself uh, i'm putting the finishing touch uh, to uh, my first kickstarter it's a zine called uh, crime fighting luchadors it's going to be illustrated by evelyn moreau uh, so uh, she's almost done uh, finish uh, she she only has the cover left to uh, to do and uh, after that uh, we're going to be sending uh, our backers the zine i'm very excited about that 
it's gonna be uh, very fun it's a uh, finance but uh we are uh, we are putting the finishing touch okay. uh, fin uh doing the layout and, the layout. uh yeah and not, and there's also uh, gonna be a solo module that i still have to write the rule book and the sample adventure are written and the illustrations are done except for the cover so uh, it's not going to be much longer. I haven't. I, I'm going to have to be honest. When it comes to the world of gaming, in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been able to get much gaming in. I've been so stinking busy with a million things. <laughs> I normally I've been. I was playing like multiple games a week, and it's last last few weeks I've not had any gaming happening. But I think next weekend we're supposed to resume our Castles and Crusades game in person. So I'm Woo! looking forward to playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I also haven't really had a lot of time to do any actual gaming lately, but I've been uh, kind of behind the screen tinkering a little bit and working on writing some stuff and uh, digging into the Year Zero engine, which is a lot of fun. I am, yeah, I, I think we keep on saying how much we like the Year yeah. Zero engine on here. <laughs> <laughs> that comes up often. That comes up often. Now, Psycho Head Cheese, you, as you started to tell us about the crime-fighting luchadors, you've done quite a few other things as well. Could you give us a quick update on maybe what folks might know you from previously or where they can go to check out some of your stuff and what you have out there right now because we talked about some neon lords of the toxic wasteland i, I said that right right <laughs> yeah absolutely every word <laughs> the, the neon lords of the toxic wasteland it's a cool little game if you're not familiar with it i will have a link to the to the episode where we where we uh where, where that was kicks i think that was that was between kickstarters was think is where that yeah is. it's uh, the uh, total carnage edition uh, it's a reprint mm -hmm. but uh, all the uh, the adventures have been changed uh, for new ones and uh, new character classes have been added so a lot of new stuff in it and a couple of fixes too this uh, is not shipped yet but it's in the finishing uh, step. What I have uh, going on right now is uh, I have a game. Uh, it's a solo adventure called uh, Escape the Zone. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's available on the Rady and Cantari uh, website and also uh, Exalted Funeral. And uh, it's a tribute to Stalker, uh, the movie, uh, and also Roadside uh, Picnic, uh, the novel. Uh, so you play as a stalker going into, uh, you, you, you're lost in the zone and you forgot uh, who you were. So you have to make your way out of the zone while uh, finding clues uh, to might what I, uh, I've brought you here and what happened to you. It's a 40 page uh, long and uh, it has a random uh, generator tables at the end so you can make up your uh, your own adventures when you're finished with the main one. I want to ask a question here because I'm looking at the... Uh... I'm looking at the, uh, the not the zone. I'm sorry, you're, you we're going over the zone, but you the other. So the zone is not that is for Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland. No, it's no, that's a, a solo it's a, one, correct? That's a solo that's game. Okay. That uh, yeah, it's completely independent. So and then the one that you have currently for the Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland is the Mutant High Hive Wars, correct? Yeah, it's Mutant Hive Wars. It's in 3D, so uh, <laughs> it's printed. Uh, it's printed with a uh, their. Uh, uh, 
blue and uh, red ink mm -hmm. and uh, it comes with a pair of uh, propriety uh, 3d glasses mm -hmm. and it was a real blast to write it's super fun you can play as different uh, character classes uh, you've got a grimace you've got uh, some uh, the terror uh, terror fleck sort of alien bounty hunter it's a tribute to uh, every uh, sci-fi schlock uh, movie that we love and now there's this the style that was chosen for the cover seems very de de uh, deliberate. It looks like an old video game box. Uh, like, was it Sega? Is that right? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know a lot about video definitely, games. So yeah. <laughs> Genesis era me. of Sega. Yeah, the 16-bit system. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it is really neat looking. So is there like a video game influence on this as well like with that those older games or something along those lines or is that how uh, is that yeah <laughs> 80s and uh, particularly 90s video game uh arcade games are a huge influence on uh of neon lords uh, also uh, as well as movies uh, of course yeah uh, it's the, it's a definite uh, influence and and the premise of the game is pretty much the end of the world happens in like the nineties some point in time, and then you have like Ronald Reagan's running around and all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, <like> the, the <laughs> cyber skin, <laughs> cyber skins are uh, a cyborg that uh, look uh, that they all look like Ronald Reagan, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a retro futuristic tribute to all things uh, that we love from the eighties, nineties. Wrestling uh, is a uh, professional wrestling is another big influence. The, the ultimate god in Neon Lords is Lord Randy. Uh, of course, he's Macho Man. <laughs> so yeah, there's some fun. There's some fun pop culture reference stuff going in there. Uh, we're gonna completely now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading Michael Moorcock lately. <laughs> y'all ever have y'all ever read any Moorcock? Yeah, Michael sure. Moorcock, yeah, Elric, Elric. Uh, so I got the big. They got these big reprinted Elric books, and I was reading through this. It's actually the, the so the the printing publication history of this Elric saga is all over the place. I can't tell you what was printed first or last, <laughs> but this book is actually sequentially presented in these as the second book. But it's actually pretty much later than some of the earlier ones. And the book is The Fortress of the Pearl. We, we like to talk about things a little different here. But I feel this is relevant to what we're talking about because we are kind of into this kind of stuff. I just wanted to read a paragraph here and ask what you all thought of what I was reading from Michael Moorcock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get my hand, my eyes around this. Now, Elric's talking to somebody about the conditions of their... He comes from his land. He goes to another land. He's like the emperor up there, right? If your people spend less time maintaining their own devalued myths about themselves and more upon studying the world as it is, I think your city would have a great chance of surviving. As it is, the place is crumbling beneath the weight of its own degraded fictions. The legends which offer a race, their sense of pride and history eventually become putrid. If Melnabone drowns, master of sorcerer adventures, it will be as... Wizard has it. I'm not sure how to pronounce that city's name. Uh, drowns now. So I thought that was an interesting thing that was being said there. Does anybody have any any input on what I <laughs> what I'm any any thoughts, ideas? 
or responses to some of that? Well, it, it, immediately, I would say that it sounds like Michael Moorcock was reading Marcusa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people, we had discussions before. I think you and I had talked about the political theme at some point in time, uh, prismatic ways. Right. Correct? And I just thought it was interesting looking at the discussion of, uh, of ideologies within the fiction there that's being presented in these fictional worlds and how they're ruled and seeing examples of how these things are actually used in some pretty classic fiction but also that what's being said might even be more than just uh you know being applied like there, there might be something there to to think about to contemplate you know at the end of the day and what is oh, it oh yeah everything everything has a little bit of politics and i could definitely especially <laughs> yeah i was trying to understand kind of the the framing you were giving of like so he's he's the emperor of some other land, and this is him talking to a different people about yeah. kind of, about their race being diluted with with fictions and that causing their society to collapse. I could definitely see some yeah some political readings of that. <laughs> it, and it's weird because because when you read the, the the earlier Elric book was written many years before, and it seems that the inspiration for Elric to go out and have these adventures is slightly different in the book he wrote in like nineteen sixty something versus the one he wrote in nineteen eighty seven. He's like, I'm going to follow it up with this, and there are these things in here. While you can see there's this like idea originally of Elric being like this reluctant ruler who people think is wishy-washy, he questions this power. The questioning of the power seems to not as much be there initially as it more so expressed in later books in a weird way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was an interesting thing to read through and 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 worth bringing up and pointing out i i i, I i'm really loving these elric books they're really fun <laughs> yeah I, I definitely need to at some point go through all the appendix and stuff one of the more obscure ones that i've always liked was and it's it doesn't quite hold up to today's kind of standards of decency but hyro's journey it's like a post-apocalyptic i'm not sure if i read game. that one who did that uh, the author is something Lanier, I want to say his last name is, but it's in the original kind of appendix N. Um, and apparently that's where like the original psionics came from, but it's a post-apocalyptic. It's like a, a monk from, or a, a, I guess a cleric from Canada is coming down to like post-apocalyptic DC with his psychic moose and talking bear companions. Uh, so you can tell it's, it's a little strange, a little, and that's kind of always what I've gravitated towards. Well, well I, I read Vance's um, book. What's the big one that everybody was dying. I had no clue what was going on there. I, I was that I found that book so confusing. I, I I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was, I, I am a big fan of Vance. So like, um, I, cause one of the things I like about reading Vance is, I do, you know, I will have to look up some words. There is some stuff in there that I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, wow, that's just like a really excellent $10 word. I'm going to save that <laughs> in, my, in my brain and use that later. Um, but yeah, Vance is, I, I think he's excellent. Uh, but I need to read more. That's a, yeah. a big, big deficit in my kind of D&D &D education. I've got a few other Vance books I need to pick up, but the only one I've tried to do is Dying Worth, and and I was just a little confused through the entire thing as to <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> and it was sometimes it was like it was just because maybe these things were so different than what I'm used to that I was like, is that really what he is saying is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, some of some of the characters are kind of morally dubious in a way that a lot of characters aren't now, and and the structure of it was also kind of you know episodic or almost like short story collections. Yeah, let's talk about an any. Let's talk about a barkeep on the borderlands. What's going on? So yeah, um, 
it's most I think almost all backers at this point should have their copy. So it's it's very much in the world. It's starting to get to retailers. I think that Exalted Funeral has it, but it's getting set up in their store. And hopefully this week, um, I think Evil Cave has it. Uh, Ratty and Cantati. Um, I'm going to be shipping him some. So hopefully, um, you know, Canada gets theirs soon. Um, but yeah, people are, you know, starting to play it because it's, it's been out, you know, I guess it shipped earlier this month. So like the, or I guess early last, late last month. But yeah, people were starting to play it and, and it recently got nominated for best supplement at the Innies. It's an adventure, but I guess the adventure is a supplement. Um, who knows? And we we talked about it a bit when you were on the Wobblies and Wizards podcast, our, our previous show that we had done. And I will make sure that uh, that I'm going to post a couple. Not only will we have posts uh, links to the episodes where we talk about Neon Lords of the Toxic Wastelands and on the blog, but we're also going to post the the to the episodes that that you were on. So if folks want to go back and catch up and kind of learn more about the blog itself. And about uh, barkeep on the borderlands and things that we've had to say in the past. Go check that out. Those will be there for you to you to hear and take a look at. So, so what's going on next? Are you gonna be are there? Other ideas, other plans for the future? What's going on with the blog and everything else? I'm curious. <laughs> well, well, blogging that'll that'll always continue, and I have like a few in the works. I, I was trying to like get as many blogs out this week, you know, because voting is this week as possible as well but i'm constantly working on kind of my dying earth-esque system prismatic wasteland but that's that's a a few years out because i i'm wanting i'm writing like kind of the third or fourth incarnation and then i'm wanting to play test it for a few years but in the meantime writing a few adventures um so every everything's kind of always going eventually on on barkeep itself i hope to like host a jam because i'm not sure if you i saw you had your copy but i'm not sure if you've read through it all um, but it largely consists of a lot of kind of bars that are pretty bite-sized in that, you know, it fits cohesively in the adventure itself, but you could also just pull those bars out and put them in any kind of fantasy setting. And I'd love to do kind of a jam where people could just make their own bars in the same sort of format. Because I just, I, I mean, it's, it lends itself so easily to kind of those kind of bite-sized inserts. And I think it would really, you know, enliven and enrich the adventure itself. And and let me I will tell you that this thing did turn out. It is beautiful. It, it turned out really nice. And I I know that Leo over at LFOSR is the one who printed these, correct? That's that's right. Go check. I'll make sure we put a link to the episode where we talked to Leo at LFOSR in the in the in the post as well. But you got to go check out LFOSR stuff if you have not. They have some of the greatest zines out there right now. They're like. Primo, I can't speak highly enough of them. <laughs> yeah, the, the quality turned out really nice. Uh, it was a bit of a wait because, you know, supply chains, um, the the war in Europe kind of disrupted the paper we were wanting to use. But, it, you know, as mm-hmm. you have the physical copy now and mm-hmm. it's it is some high end, <laughs> you know, it's usually nice you paper, think of yeah. zine as like, you know, a zine's kind of punk rock. And kind <laughs> of, It's like, no, this one's not super punk rock. Honestly, it's pretty high effort. Uh, a lot of contributors and very high, high quality paper and such. The paper stuff has been something I've spent a lot of time a lot of time with here lately. <laughs> We've been printing here ourselves, and, and largely I'm looking up to Leo for like super inspiration for lots of things too. So yeah, they're he my does hero. Some high, high end, high end stuff. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to learn about it I, in the 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 vastness of the paper world. And hit, I I fell on this rabbit hole of like reading books about paper, which are are. Some, but remarkably less that explain what you want to know. Sometimes it's kind of a weird little world to fall into. So learned a lot about that. But yeah, that is a nice, it's a beautiful print. It's gorgeous. The colors are great. 
and and it's it's laid out wonderfully. Who did the layout on this? My wife. <laughs> oh, the layout um, yeah, is a, uh, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This, this is I guess her, her she just does layout for me. So this is her second thing that she's laid out after uh, Big Rock Candy Hex Crawl, which is a little pamphlet adventure we put back out in in twenty one. So we're we're coming up on time for the our last segment where we usually talk about things. Do we want to go back to Moorcock or do we want to continue on with Vance and further? It's your all's call. <laughs> I'd say I continue for uh, Moorcock with yeah. Moorcock. All right, yeah. let's see what else Moorcock had to say because there was there was more to this that I had, had put aside. Let's see. Let me pull this up. Let's hear it. All right, so we continued on. We are unconcerned with matters of philosophy. Is the response they give to Elric on this? Which is, I find that funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so we are unconcerned with matters of philosophy. Mang Is said with evident poor temper, we do not question the motives or the ideas of those who employ us. That is written in our charters. And we must therefore, and must therefore, be obeyed, Elric smiled. Thus you celebrate your decadence and resist reality. I found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as if, because uh, I know that in the first book that I that, that prior to this I've been reading here, I finished up another second book. And there was mentioned a few times, I believe, of philosophy just randomly out there of like, oh, you know. And yeah, there were philosophic things that were coming up, but it seems like Moorcock has fallen more into going there. Now he's directly naming it as, oh, but is this philosophy we're talking about? So he's talking about the archaic. As I hear this, Elrish kind of like, oh, these old traditions of yours, you're just following, you know, things like that, mm -hmm. uh, that your society just clings to because they're written down by word reinforced. That's kind of what I'm hearing. And they're, oh, we're not, we're not going to bother ourselves with the philosophizing, but at a point, the philosophizing kind of is the foundation of those traditions, right? The ideology behind those traditions. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. I also, mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you certainly do need a uh, a foundational thought upon which to base your traditions, right? Like, yeah, you have to think about things before you can have traditions. <laughs> and it also kind of, I, I you know, again, I've not read more, but one of the things I don't do know that he kind of started within D D, and one of the things that links back to him is the the law versus chaos thing and right. and how those are not just um because for us law and chaos are just ideas they don't actually exist you know like as physical manifestation but i think that like in the morcock books like no those philosophies are like guiding principles of the universe and are, yes you know yeah. kind of at war with each other and so it's not you know for philosophy for us might be the way we think about things and categorize, you know, how we think about society, but for for a world where law and evil have, or sorry, law and chaos have those kind of uh, real dueling fate that kind of, you know, impacts the world, philosophy is a more meaningful, real textured thing. So reading through the book, like you say, that there are the chaos, the law, and then there's kind of a neutral there as well. I guess that could be said. Like like mm -hmm. Elric tries to do this thing where. You're skirting between, not like, okay, I'm going to mess over here and make an allegiance with a chaos demon or a god. And then next thing you know, like with this person, there, there becomes conflicting interests. And as the books go on, mm. you see, you see good examples of things like faction play and stuff like that in some of this as well. <laughs> I, think, I mean, it's, it's interesting when you look at it. I mean, it's, it's been probably a decade and a half or more since I read any Moorcock actually. So details are fuzzy. Me too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until recently. <laughs> uh, 
If I recall, he was, you know, Elric was chosen as the champion of chaos. He really didn't have any say in it and was like, I don't want this. I'm not going to do this. But turning your back on being the champion of chaos is about the most chaotic thing you can do. So really, uh, you know, <laughs> I think the whole series kind of plays into the the idea of predestination versus free will. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of these sort of deeper themes that it's kind of unfortunate that in you know our modern sort of what people think of when they think of Elric, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the albino with the sword that ate people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Though it is a cool sword, you know. It is a very cool sword. Yeah. And, 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 and just pull, and pulled directly into uh, White Plume Mountain, just, just almost copied verbatim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Black Razor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting because, like, the chaos and, like, like I don't know if I, I would, here, here I'm going to do this. I'm going to just complete 360 what I was going to say and throw something out there. I challenge <laughs> people to pick up the the, the Mo Michael Moorcock volume one, like the first four, start reading through them out there. And I will re revisit different portions of this throughout the podcast going forward because I'm enjoying this Elric read. And the way I read, I take my time reading. I'm not a quick reader. And I tend to read 10 books at a time. <laughs> so this will be like a weekend enjoyable read that I do before I come on podcasts and stuff to, to get my. So I'm telling people out there, if you're listening, you end up thinking about you coming on, start reading some Elric. Come on here, talk to me about some Elric. We'll talk more about this book. <laughs> Turn to pseudo book club here and there. That's about all I've got, though. So I'll start with you. Psycho Head Cheese, where can folks find you online, follow you, check out what you're doing and, and stuff like that? Well, I'm on Itch and Drive Through RPG, uh, Psycho Head Cheese Productions. And uh, you can also check out uh, Neon Lords of the Toxic Wasteland. They're on all social. Prismatic Wastelands, where are you? Yeah, so um, I'm also, I have an, an Itch page and, and Drive Through and, and Twitter and all the various twitter alternatives but um the best place to find me would be prismaticwasteland.com it has kind of all my various blogs and also at the top now has a a button that'll take you straight to the innies voting for this week uh and then i'll <laughs> remove it um and then soon that should also have my shop so you can buy some physical stuff but nice. um that'll be it on other web stores as well soon so um i'm everywhere really you'll you're it's, i'm hard to miss <laughs> blue wizard oh you can find me at that blue wizard on instagram and threads <laughs> and what about hey. you logar well i'm at logar hail crom on most social media things out there i think i've got like 10 different new ones a week at this point i don't know <laughs> what's where <laughs> so like at logar hail crom but you can find us our blog is uh, the hobos collective it's just hobos collective one Thing, no apostrophe there dot com <laughs> and as always keep those dice rolling